going on, everybody? It is yours truly. It is Connor OKFabe, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode three of the World of Fandom podcast. It is definitely great to be back here. It's been, well, sort of a hot minute. We've had about a couple of weeks in between uh, episode two, which we've recorded previously, and then this one, and <laughs> um, man, definitely some interesting stuff has happened in the world of fandom, that is for sure. Deep uh, <coughs> sea, <coughs> man, killing it. Oh, God, this horrible cough. But anyway, uh, I am not alone, as you guys know. I have with me my brother from another mother. You may know him as Andrew Cutter, but I just know him as Andrew Cutter. Andrew, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> You're supposed to answer. What? I said, what's happening? I didn't hear you. I s- oh, okay. Never mind. Hey, listen, everyone out there, I just want you to realize when when we have a delay in scheduling and, and doing a, a podcast, the main reason is either Connor can't get his kids to sleep or I can't get my kids to sleep. So literally, literally having the two people who have had the biggest time delays as the only people on this week's episode is really and, uh, a sign, a good sign of things to come. And, I just want to let you know, last time we tried to do the podcast, which was like two days ago, uh, Connor texted me. He's like, oh, I'm having trouble with you know getting the kids down, blah, blah, blah. And then he texted me again, and then my son woke up and was throwing the biggest fit, but I didn't tell him. So I put him in the car, and I drove around the lake like three times, and then you text back, and you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, brother, and then I look back at my son screaming his head off. I'm like, oh, that's okay, Fanbo. That's cool. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> We're both trying to keep cool. We're like, um, I don't think tonight's going to happen. I'm sorry because I thought really quick you said drove my son into the lake. <laughs> uh, it was getting to that point. Let me just tell you. It was it was the younger one, too. It wasn't the older one. Usually the older one's a little, little bit of the troublemaker, but uh, the younger one was the one doing it. Legacy and swim, we're good. But anyway, um, yeah. lots happened in the last couple of weeks. I figured that you know, with with I know that you uh, you were on vacay, well deserved, and uh, mm-hmm. we took a little bit of a, a recording hiatus as far as in between the last two episodes or last episode even now. But uh, stuff happened. Some uh, I, I thought that was going to be relatively quiet-ish, but um, I don't want to spoil too much because I know Andrew's got. Part one of seventeen of his hot takes. This uh, to start things. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna make these hot takes quick, but they're, they're hot. I'm telling you, hot off the presses hot, from like hot, a week ago. But hot. they're hot. They're hot. <laughs> I love it. You're like I'm it's just, gonna be quick, but it's gonna take about two thirds of the entire episode. Uh, well, I mean, not that long. But but you I know mean, what? If you want me to stretch it out, I can. I can make this like Lord of the Rings and really pad it out. But um, let's just do the hot takes right now, should we? Fire away. Let's get them out of the way. Okay. Let's first, this is a quick hot take, right? Let's uh, let's have a moment of silence, Connor. Um, a big moment of silence. Uh, hot take number one is, unfortunately, Venture Brothers, the animated TV <sighs> show, is being canceled. I was so uh, high. I, I was legit like, fuck, because I, I knew they were on a delay for a while, or at, mm-hmm. least, or at least I heard something about that. But, man, I and I didn't realize how long they were gone, to, like how like long the show's been going on for. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is they have big delays between each season. And, you know, the funny thing with this happening is um, I got back into Venture Brothers because it was originally introduced to me by our mutual old friend, Anthony. And then I stopped watching after, like, season three. And then just a few months ago, I said, you know what, it's on Hulu. I'm going to catch up. Caught all the way up. It now is leaving on a cliffhanger, and they canceled it. There is a possible hope. HBO Max is looking into possibly picking it up. Yeah, I heard about that. Which would be great. But as of right now, unfortunately, Venture Brothers has passed away. I think uh, think HBO will be smart enough because HBO, they're all under the same umbrella. So I think... It, you know, another feather in their cap, another original series they can throw in there. It's a, obviously a fan favorite because it garnered so much attention when um, when they announced the cancellation. I, I think it's going to be a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not going to be like they're going back for a full multiple seasons. Yeah. The way they ended last season was a cliffhanger. I'm not going to say what it is. And then they can just tie everything up because the way that they do the show is that you can literally end it at any time, even though there's an overarching arc. It's usually season to season, so I mean, hopefully we get one more season to close it out, and uh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I remember, I remember the first season. It'd just be like very weird. Like, is this Johnny Quest on a crack? <laughs> and it just made me fall. Yeah. In, it just made me fall in love with it, though. And you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, 
you gotta you, you definitely have to if you haven't already because it is it is the 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 writing's funny it's really out there it's kind of like one of those like really like what the fuck kind of shows and but i love everything about it and i i, I think i think i'm pretty hopeful hbo's max is, max is gonna pick it up in 2021 yeah i'm hopeful we'll see what happens um but let's move on to hot tape number two um there is a certain Japanese slash Italian plumber who's getting a 30th anniversary. I don't know if you know this, but Mario is getting a beautiful 30th anniversary uh, with a bunch of games coming out. Games like Mario, uh, Mario 30, I think it's called. I don't know if you watched direct on this, but basically a game is coming out where you play Mario. It's kind of like Tetris 99, yep. and you play with 30 other people or 29 other people, and when you mm -hmm. kill an enemy, it gets sent to another game. So that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And then they're re-releasing uh, Super Mario 3D World with an additional content. But the big thing, and this is my hot take, is obviously we're getting the Mario 3D collection, which is um, Mario 64, which is a classic. And then you have the grossly underrated Mario Sunshine. And lastly, one of my favorite Mario games, Mario Galaxy. I pre-ordered it. The reason why that's good, that's the reason why I bring it up. I pre-ordered it too. I pre-ordered it at GameStop. I know I'm part of the problem. But pre-orders are going to be gone soon. Amazon and Amazon UK are completely sold out. GameStop, I believe, is sold out. There's a few other distributors that are sold out. Best Buy sold out. Uh, they're doing rain checks almost. And in addition to that, this game is a limited release, yep. both physically and digitally. So people, this is my hot take. If you get a chance, pre-order that shit. I, or just pre-order digitally because you're not going to get it back again. I pre-ordered it digitally just to be safe because that way me and my mm. son can both play it on, the, on our different Switches. But the... The other thing about the digital one, because I, I remember they they mentioned that in the release, they said that um, I believe February, I believe the end of February will no longer be available on digital uh, on the eShop. So if you want it, I'm telling you, it is it's worth it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, seriously, you, it's it's sixty bucks. You get three of the classic great games. We're not sponsored by Nintendo. I wish to God we were. But um, uh, Galaxy is actually my favorite out of the three. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. Um, Galaxy would be my favorite too. Yeah, that's tied for my favorite Mario game along with World. Uh, so that 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 alone was like great. They're releasing that Sunshine. I just saw some gameplay of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but I'm like, wow, I really want to play that. And now this is a perfect chance. So I'm I'm excited. And as soon as I heard about that, I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, and I can't emphasize enough the fact that you guys should pre-order this because Nintendo is notorious for putting out special collections and not re-releasing them. Examples, real quickly. Uh, the Legend of Zelda 4-Pack Collector's Edition, it was a pre-order for Wind Waker. You got Ogre in Time, Majora's Mask, the original Legend of Zelda, and um, um, Adventure of Link, and that has not been released at all. It's, it's actually incredibly expensive. Of course, I have a copy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Metroid Prime series, uh, that is another one. That did get re-released, but the original Wii copy, tough to get by. So the long story short is, go out there, pre-order it or get it digitally. I might get it digitally too, just so I can have both, but uh, it's definitely worth getting. And that will segue into my next hot take. Um, Connor, what's my favorite video game series? Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. Um, I am a massive Legend of Zelda fan, 100% completed every Zelda game except for Breath of the Wild because I have kids, so I don't have the time to collect every single stinking seed, but um, recently, Zelda, well, Zelda is going to be having a 30th anniversary next year. Um, and recently on Amazon, there was a pre-order release for Skyward Sword, actually my personal favorite Zelda, Skyward Sword HD for the Nintendo Switch. It was promptly removed a day later, a day or so later. But there is a run-on theory in the fan community that Zelda Skyward Sword will be released for the 30th anniversary of Zelda, which is really cool. Uh, not only is it my favorite Zelda game, but I think it's one that's undeservedly uh, hated on. Um, and I think it's because people don't like linearity or the motion controls. But 
let's be honest, most Zelda games are linear. I mean, Ocarina of Time, same temples in every order. Um, and I'm not going to go on a rant or anything, but Skyward Sword really could use an update graphically and mechanically and also give an option for people to play it with traditional controllers. And I think this will be a great opportunity if it is real. So that's kind of a little bit more of a rumor, I but think, it's a hot take rumor. So so two, two things on that. One, I've also heard about this, and I heard that basically Amazon jumped the gun, so it's a pretty strong rumor. Um, like it's not like unfounded and two uh, now we'll know where Andrew's gone for the next four weeks if he misses out on the show and he's like oh I can't and I see his his ass online on Nintendo Switch yes yep. it will be Skyward Sword in 100% completing that again it's a beautiful <laughs> game beautiful story um, and I'm not going to get into it because I could talk hours about it um, with that said let's let's uh, let's go through last quick hot takes um Next is the Pokemon card game. Uh, Connor, did you ever play this when you were younger? The Pokemon trading card game? Yes. Yes. Is there any other? Po- okay. So as I don't know, actually, if you know this, I am regularly collecting the card game and uh, creating decks and playing it. I don't do competitive, but uh, recently there was a set release, Darkness Blaze. Uh, now this uh, set introduced Gigamax or Gmax uh, Pokemon as Vmax Pokemon. Basically, it's the game mechanic in Sword and Shield where everyone grows big and tough and all that junk. Um, and here's the thing. The most popular card in that set, which is normally pinned as a $30 card, which is VMAX Charizard, skyrocketed in price. Scalpers are putting it out there at $100 to $104. Your boy actually was able to pull one on my six-pack. I just want to point that out. But the reason I am saying this right now is I want to just give fair warning to everyone out there is that in the next set, which is, and I forget the name of it, Champion Something, and I have my notes on me, but is actually going to be releasing that card again in that set, as well as a shiny special for Charizard, as well as a couple other things. The reason why I'm pointing this out to you guys, you should pre-order them now because the set is not a normal set. Sometimes Pokemon does a card sets where they don't release individual packets. They just release it in box sets, like big, beefy box sets you have to pay 20 to $40 for. People have pre-ordered these sets like crazy, expecting the value of this card to be ridiculous. And not only that, it's shooting up the price of the box sets higher than they should be. What is usually a $39.99 Elite Trainer box, people are putting out there for double that price. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to throw that hot take out there. If you are a fan of the Pokemon card game, you probably already know this, but if you're casual like me, get your ass out there, figure out how you're going to get it, pre-order it with your comic store or online, but there you go. I mean, I'm almost at the end <laughs> of my hot takes. I promise. Yeah, yeah. getting hotter. What? Um, one last uh, big one is for Digimon. I know I talked about Digimon earlier, but this is also about the new Digimon card game. Do you remember the old Digimon card game? Oh, yeah. From yeah, everyone remembers it. The number one thing people remember of it, it sucked. The rules were convoluted. They actually changed the rules from Japan over into the Americas. So the U.S. had completely different rules with the cards. Imagine taking Yu-Gi-Oh! and taking the card exactly as it is and then completely changing what the like, the rules of the game are. It's almost like season one of Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually. I was about to say... <laughs> But I, I had a soft spot for the Digimon card game. I tried to buy as much as I could, I, and I loved it to death. And I actually went back this past year and picked up a lot of the Japanese cards. But the reason why I'm pointing this out is that they re-released, or they actually released in Japan, a new trading card game, um, which competitively plays like uh, Pokemon or Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh! And the game mechanics on it are really actually pretty solid. And the thing is, is it was Japanese exclusive, but we recently got notice that it's actually going to be coming out here in the U.S. So we don't have a release date yet, but the cards are already going for a pretty expensive amount of money. So if you get a chance to pre-order them, you should definitely look into those. Hmm. So there's that. And I think the last hot take we both were going to talk about, and that was <coughs> DC, <coughs> DC fandom. What was that? What was what? <laughs> I, I wanted to see your reaction. I'm like, what's DC fandom? I don't know. What, what? Yes. DC recently released a full day, and actually did two days, um, kind of like mini Comic-Cons, where they released a bunch of new content. 
coming out, whether it be comic books, whether it be movies, and video games. So as you guys all know, I am obsessed with DC Comics. So as I was traveling in California from Lake Tahoe, um, <laughs> I forget exactly where we're going. I was Listen, this is the thing. We had a trailer and we had a Chevy Suburban. So someone had to drive the Chevy Suburban, and it was me. So everyone else chilled in the trailer. I just popped on that DC fandom, and for seven hours of that driving, I'm just sitting there just listening to it. I promise I wasn't watching it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I was listening to it. But there's a lot of good things that came out, right? Uh, I think literally there was not one bad thing that came out of it. I, I So when I heard about this, I was like, okay. I didn't really know what it was when they said, oh, we're doing DC Fandom. And honestly, I hope they do this every year because this was a fu- this knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, not mm-hmm. just because the announcements, the way they did it with everything, obviously with COVID and, you know, there's no, um, uh, you know, Comic-Con panels or anything or, or anything in person. Uh, I thought this was great. I think that they, you know, in terms of the, 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 the general presentation, everything, loved everything about this. But yeah, there is a lot to digest. Uh, two games... Uh, a trailer for a, 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 a certain type of or, or certain version of a movie that's already made, an updated trailer for a movie that's coming out soon, and a sneak preview of the latest, um, well, latest Batman. Hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to argue. That. Oh, and some more confirmation about um, uh, Black Adam, which I was also very, like, really, th- I don't feel like there was anything bad coming out of this. And that's the really surprising thing is that, you know, there might be some things that maybe people aren't as interested in, but I felt like out of all the stuff that they, uh, that they announced, I'm like, this all sounds really good. Like, I mean, some obviously more things excited than others, but I don't think there was any bad thing that came out of this. No, um, I think, and you know, this is kind of like how Nintendo does the Nintendo directs. I think this did a very good job at, you know, finding the niche group of people that they wanted to target, which was obviously the DTC fans, but also making it very accessible to the casual fan. Yep. And I think that honestly got more hype for them than, you know, I was expecting they were to get. But there was a lot to to see and to be happy about. Uh, the Gotham Knight game, I'm actually looking forward to greatly. Um, it's a bit confusing because it's supposed to be set in a separate universe from the Arkham games, even though it kind of Tails off from the Arkham games. I don't know if you finished Arkham Knight. I but did. He blows, yeah, I, I thought Batman it was. A, kind of, I thought it was after that. Well, yeah, that's what you think because he says he blows up the, you know, um, the cave and everything. And but apparently the the creator said no, 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 it's not. Actually, the Suicide Squad game is going to be. In oh, the that was Arkham it. That was it. That was it. I th- I knew one of yeah. them was. So, um, anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to that game because I've always wanted a game just to focus on the Bat family. So that looks pretty sweet. Um, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Robin. I don't know which Robin is. People are saying it's Tim Drake, but it kind of looks more like Damian Wayne. But I believe I believe they said it is. Um, I believe they confirmed it's Damian because obviously with Nightwing and Red Hood, kind of you know what I mean. You're kind of limited in terms of who's left. I'm pretty sure they they said it was Damian, but I could be wrong. Um, See, the only reason why I'm speculating it might be Tim is um, two reasons. One is Tim has uh, Damien has not been introduced yet. And uh, number two is, this is a little fun fact too, uh, Damien's no longer Robin in DC right now. Actually, they reverted it back to our boy, um, Tim Drake. No gives these backsies. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's uh, been reverted back to Robin, so I, I honestly don't know where we stand on this. But the Gotham Knight game looks really good. It looks like a bunch of different gameplay yep. uh, mechanics, um, so that looks great. Uh, Suicide Squad, we didn't get too much on it, so well, I don't was, know how there, I feel. There was two things on the Suicide Squad. There was a movie and the game. Mm-hmm. So the game yes. was uh, a trailer, which was Kill the Justice League, which I actually love... Everything about the like we didn't get much. You're right, but but what I saw was really cool. So same idea. It's gonna be, but it's not coming out until 2022. So it's gonna be out for another year. Um, this yeah. one, it looks like you can play as um, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Obviously Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot, um, Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. Um, who was the other one? King Shark. King Shark. I, I I thought that was his name. I I couldn't remember. And I just love the ending with um, 
Superman, which I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Go watch the trailer. It looks really cool. It looks fun. If you can inter-switch them and maybe a couple of their characters, uh, I am all for it because I think that would be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And then the other one was they didn't give us a whole lot of like trailer for it, but they did give us a lot of background information over the Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with the Suicide yes. Squad movie, the Suicide Squad, although a lot of people are coming back uh, to reprise their roles, uh, Mar uh, Margot Robbie will be Harley Quinn again. Um, we've got uh, a lot of like a lot of like secondary DC villains, which I really like. Um, King Shark's going to be in there as well. Javelin, the Thinker, Blackguard, Savant. Um, of course, I know Andrew was happy to see he was playing Peacemaker. Oh yes, our boy John Cena. You can't see him. Um, I'm actually, it's funny because I hate John Cena the wrestler, but I like John Cena the person, kind of, um, kind of. But uh, I'm curious to see how he plays this, because he was actually pretty good in the Bumblebee movie that they did. So, um, And he's playing him as a douchey Captain American, right? Yeah, basically the best way they described it was that Peacemaker is a douchebag version of Captain America. So yeah. they, didn't, they showed a couple of behind-the-scenes stuff. They didn't show a whole lot. But from what they mm -hmm. did show, uh, looked promising. So I was looking forward to that. But again, not yeah. not a whole lot on that one. No, the big thing though for me personally, um, obviously getting Margot Robbie back because she's kind of the niche pin. Right. But um, Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller uh, was huge. I am. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's Suicide Squad without uh, Amanda Waller and Viola Davis uh, did a fantastic job as her in the previous film. One of the good things that came out of that film. Now, the only thing I want to know is, and I don't know if you knew this, because I figured you might have a better idea. Is this a sequel? Uh, it is a loose sequel. Consider it... Um, the way that they describe it is that it's connected to the previous film, but it is, for all intents, considered a reboot. So huh. think of it almost kind of like Batman and Robin is technically a sequel to Batman Forever, but it's technically its own creature, so... Gotcha. I think that's the best way to think of it. Okay, because I, I, I knew, yeah, I, I was always curious about that because like they never really mentioned anything about connectivity. Which at this point with DC movies, I'm fine with yay or nay. I just was was curious about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got three trailers. Yeah, uh, the first one I believe was Wonder Woman. Yep. Which uh, we got to see more, uh, more of the Cheetah, more of Maxwell Lord. So I mean, here's the thing: I was already sold on the Wonder Woman film beforehand. This, this stuff looked good. I don't think it did any more to sell me because I knew the Cheetah was going to look good. But, I mean, I'm excited for this film. Wonder Woman is in my top three favorite superheroes. Um, I mean, Gal Gadot uh, does a really good job with her. And, I'm, and I don't know if you know who Maxwell Lord is, but I love the fact that he's in this film. Um, so he's kind of a big deal. He's a big nemesis of Wonder Woman. Do you know anything about Maxwell Lord? I don't, actually. Okay, so they're not going to do this story with him in the, the movie, but the reason why Maxwell Lord is so important is he actually helped reform the Justice League back in the late 80s, early 90s. He was part of the Justice League International, hmm. and he was a big proponent of them. Um, and even Martian Manhunter did a scan and said, oh, this guy's legit, he's cool, he's a corrupt businessman, but he's working for us, so we'll just do it. So anyways, ally of the Justice League. Fast forward to 2006, you find out that the whole entire time he's just playing everyone. He's a bad guy, right? He has psychic powers. He does terrible stuff. He shoots and kills Blue Beetle. And um, most importantly is he takes control of Superman and he forces Superman to fight Wonder Woman. The reason why it's important to Wonder Woman is the only way that she could stop the fight is kill Maxwell Lord. So she bound him up in the Lasso Truth and killed him, snapped his neck. This is kind of a pivotal point. Because at that time, the Trinity, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, were kind of losing their way. And for Wonder Woman to kill a defenseless person, even if it is for, I mean, pretty good reasons. He's controlling Superman and slaughtering people. It, it, it was a really big black mark on her as a character. So that's why Maxwell Lord is such a great antithesis for Wonder Woman, because he represents the opposite of her. It's almost like the Joker to Batman. Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. my interest. And then, yes. I mean, I, I was so on the Cheetah design, too, as I, I didn't really see much of it in the first trailer. So seeing this one really just made me like, all right, cool. I already sold. Um, and we got more, a little bit more, of the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, I, I love the trailer. You know, um, the thing that I 
always thought about with uh, Scott Snyder's Justice League is the fact whether you like his approach on stuff or not, it was a shame that he didn't get to finish his vision. And there's a lot of decisions that he made that kind of ticked me off. Right. Like Batman v Superman, like Batman killing and and the general, uh, uh, you know, how he told the story with Superman and so on and so forth. But he never got to finish his movie. And honestly, I think the movie that we got because of it was just hot garbage. It was mediocre. Yeah. Yep. So I'm looking forward to finish his vision. And he, it, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a four-hour thrill ride with a lot of ups and downs. And he's going to incorporate Dark Side. So there's a lot of stuff that's good on there. So the the trailer this time around showed me a lot more and I hope it didn't spoil it. Like the whole thing, like, Hey, remember everything you saw in the trailer? Well, that was it. Um, <laughs> from what I understand, HBO max is splitting it up into either four or five, one hour pieces that they'll be releasing over the course, of like a, like a couple of weeks, which is smart. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see what the differences are. Cause you're right. It looks like there's more time put into things more, um, you know, just a slower pacing. So hopefully, like things like that, you know, <clears throat> like Dark Side and other things, can be set up properly. I'm curious if this means that with this, are they going to? Will this possibly save uh, any sort of potential for a DC, you know, connected universe? I'm curious if that if that's going to save it. Yeah, I think I think they're not too concerned about that. Because right now DC is trying to lean heavily into its multiverse and, you know, saying, I mean, look at the Flash movie, right? I made a joke about it, but the Flash movie, its title card is going to say this, um, Batman and Batman starring in The Flash with The Flash. Like, you got two Batmans, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman, in that film. They're really leaning into their multiverse, and The Flash film is apparently going to lean into it more than we actually know. Um, I don't think they're too much concerned about the connectivity thing anymore because I don't think that's the name of the game. Um, I don't think Marvel... I mean, Marvel's still doing it because they've set up the universe, but I'm really curious to see where Marvel's going to go in the next 10 years. And with DC, it's... I mean, a lot of those actors are getting older, right? Ben Affleck can't play Batman forever. Um, I mean, Henry Cavill can play them kind of end the story. Do you know what the overall plan of the Justice League film was supposed to be for uh, for Zack Snyder? Uh, my only guess was setting up Dark Side for a potential future, Hello? but can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I thought I lost you. You're good. No, you're good. Uh, no, I didn't know what the actual... Can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me? You can hear me? Yep. Okay, cool. Yes, I can. Hold on. Okay. Let, let me let me call you right back because I think there's a Go delay. Ahead. hey okay we good um i'm good okay cool so anyway uh no i did not uh, so i'll just i'll let it in post um no i did not know what snyder's original plan other than introducing dark side and maybe have a sequel for justice league so i'll give you the quick pitch uh, part one was supposed to be similar to what they are doing now, um, but Darkseid was supposed to show up at the end. Part two was the Justice League was supposed to go to Apocalypse, and while they were gone, the nightmare version of the world and Batman's nightmare, you know, the world being taken over is supposed to happen. And then part three is them rectifying it. And one of the things in part three is Lois gets pregnant, and Darkseid goes to kill Lois, but Batman takes the beam instead and dies. And that's how they kill off Ben Affleck's Batman. And that was supposed to be kind of the evolution of his trilogy. Um, So I I, I don't know, I don't think they'll do that. um, Because Ben Affleck's kind of swan song is going to be the Flash film. Uh, That's what he's down for. But it would have been interesting to see that happen. I do know they're obviously going to look more into um, into Flashpoint when they do the Flash, so they can maybe reboot everything. So that that's that's fine. Um, before we get yeah. to the big big one, which I know we're going to talk a lot about, I do want to touch a little bit on Black Adam. Now, not a lot was was revealed about Black Adam. Obviously, we know um, we know your favorite person, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. will be playing Black Adam. Which honestly, 
whoever casted him, genius idea. Um, the big thing for me is who else they announced will also be in the movie as far as superheroes. That's right. We got a little uh, Justice Society going on there. Um, we have Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Adam Smasher, and uh, Tornado going to be in it. And I'm pretty pumped about Hawkman. I love Hawkman. He's one of my favorite Justice Society slash Justice League members. But yeah, they're actually decking out with uh, some pretty good supporting characters in there. I'm very curious to see how they do Dr. Fate. That's yeah. me. That's that's my personal choice. Not, not, nothing against Hawkman, but Dr. Fate, I'm like, ooh, this could, this could be interesting. But mm-hmm. main event, as we like to say, because we're wrestling fans, too. The Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people had doubts about this movie, and I think the doubts came more from the actor, Robert Pattinson. Um, and I've always said you can't look at Twilight as his <laughs> his only resume. Correct. He doesn't even like those films. He even admitted, I just did those films for Paycheck. But he's actually been in a lot of films afterwards, a lot of indie films, a lot of smaller films, and he shows his acting chops. So I was never worried that after seeing this trailer, especially the part where he beats a guy up for like 15 minutes just pounding his face in, just because he wanted to know what his name was, right? Um, <laughs> it, it looks to be great. Um, if you... Notice real carefully, I mean, you get to see Commissioner Gordon, you get to see Catwoman, you get to see what is assumed to be the Riddler. But if you notice closely, the Penguin's in there, Colin Farrell's Penguin, and boy, they did a really good job to make him look the part. There's, I can't say I, was, I wasn't I was excited about the Batman when, when, you know, when they were announcing, oh, they're going to do it again. And um, obviously all the jokes with Pattinson coming out as, as the new Batman. You're right. Everything came out with jokes about him with Twilight and everything. Um, this sold me. If I was on the yeah. fence at all, which very, which was very minimal, <clears throat> just this sold me. And it sold me not just because of the way they portrayed Pattinson. We could, we could sit out here for hours breaking down the trailer. Not just the Penguin, but the Riddler is the villain. And it's funny because... The first thing I saw, thought of when I saw this, I'm not shitting you, was what you said on the first episode when we were talking about what's left for Batman to do. And you said that one thing you really wanted to see him do was flex his detective muscle. Mm-hmm. And you're getting exactly what you wanted. That's what needs to happen, right? I'm, um, I don't disagree. Riddler is actually my favorite Batman um, villain. Really? Yeah. Believe it or not, <clears throat> as much as I like the Joker... I also have a, hot, a soft spot for Clayface, but um, Riddler has always been my favorite, always. And so to see him Definitely. being portrayed without as many sequin embroidered <clears throat> question marks on his uh, <laughs> unitard as previously in, in cinematic masterpieces, uh, I am. That's that's the big thing that sold me here. Everything else yeah. is great, but I'm like the Riddler's the villain. Fuck yeah. It's, it's going to be great. Um, and the the thing that's really exciting about this is the fact that it's going to be a multi-part series, right? So there's rumors that the Joker is supposed to be in this film, but he's only getting set up in this film, and he won't actually play a big part until, you know, the third film, right? So it looks like Matt Reeves has a, his head on straight with this. He understands the lore, he understands the character, and this is going to be very year two-ish, very mm-hmm. long Halloween-ish. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I could not be happier. And I'm super happy that there's three Batman in film right now. Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Robert Patterson. I, I could not be happier. Andrew slept well on his on his trip. I can't imagine. Oh. Like, I wish I was there to see like your initial reaction and everything. You should have recorded it. Oh, I, it was on vacation because this is before we went out driving, right? Yep. So we're eating breakfast or we're doing something. And I literally took Christine and my mother-in-law aside. I'm like, do you want to see something amazing? And I would just show it to And, of course, my son is trying to look at it. So whenever he looks at it, when it gets to the part where he just pounds the guy's face in, like, you can't look at this, buddy. You, you got to turn away. Actually, I just saw my parents for the first time since I got back, like, a few days ago, and the kids came with me. And I'm like, mommy, mama. Exactly how I said, Mama, Mama, 
you want to see something, Mama? You want to see a really cool trailer? So I show it to her. And you know my mother. I'm showing it to her, and I'm like, Trent, you can't see this part. It's very violent. So I turn away, and she's like, what is it? So he then asks, who are you? And he punches him. Like, and she's like, oh, my God, that poor man needs medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the point, Mom. Who did uh, that? Yeah. Apparently his name is Vengeance. Yes, Vengeance. That's his name. <laughs> But, um, you know, we got some really good trailers out of DC fandom, and I think as a general comic book fan, too, we got a lot of uh, good news. Um, I don't know if you, and I'll, I'll briefly touch upon this, Milestone uh, 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 is coming back, yes, which I is heard about dealing that. with, that's the world of Icon, and our boy Static Shock, and they're really pushing to get a movie out, mm-hmm. so that's that's going to be huge if they did that. Um, so there's a lot of good things that are coming out of this. Um, and I think, and I didn't get to see the second one that is happening, um, because, you know, children, but, uh, I mean, they also announced Young Justice season four, which is going to be great for, um, it's going to be great for fans of that show. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched that show, but it is, it's almost like, it's obviously not a sequel, but it feels like the old Justice League TV show, the, the, one from the DC animated universe, and they just take it to the next level. And uh, I I love the show, so it's good to see that they're they're coming back for a fourth season. Yeah, no, I mean I think um, the fandom, which was I'm just bringing it up now, I think part two was actually. Um, let me just take a look here. When part two wa- is or was? Um, oh, it was yesterday. Okay, well I'll, we'll talk about that in the next one for sure. <laughs> mm. But um, but really, the, in general, the fandom concept. Um, you know, by itself, the announcements are all awesome. I think that they never, I don't think they like over delivered or like over hyped anything because you know, the Batman trailer even said <clears throat> still in production, so it's not like, oh, you know, <clears throat> we're gonna get anything within the next year or so. But it's nice to at least get something for everything. Like I said, like the Suicide Squad movie, we didn't get any trailer, we got some behind the scenes stuff, but it was enough to, I think, satiate fans. Um, uh, you know, excitement for everything. I, like I said, I think there was not a bad announcement. I mean, there's obviously things that, as you could tell from me and Andrew talking, that we're more excited about over others. But there was enough that it was, I, I think it was just a huge success. I really hope they do more of these. Like, I think this is a great thing, especially with DC, you know, DC sometimes gets the bad rap because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's popularity and all that. I think this is a great thing for them. So I hope they do more of these every year. Yeah. Definitely, 100%. So, well, that was 45 minutes of hot takes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, I sure, I, it could have been longer. I, I, said, more I, said, I said two-thirds, and I wasn't too far off. No, you weren't. I mean, they were good. Hot, sure they, 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 were, they were pretty hot hot takes. I mean, I'm still pooping spicy, fiery. Hey, listen, I'm trying. I, I want hemorrhoid flaring hot takes going on here. <laughs> I need to write these quote downs for, for future t-shirts. Anyway. But I know there's a topic you want to talk about before yeah. we end the show, and a topic that I kind of want to chime in on too so i'll let you lead the pack on this this is your cold take let's call it that jesus thanks man freaking you get the hot take i get fucking cold leftovers you know by the way real talk i'm playing mm, i shouldn't say this but i'll say it anyways uh just to keep myself busy while we do the podcast uh-huh. I'm, I'm playing a little assassin's creed on the side and i'm trying to sneak into the space and a hippo just bit me Oh, what just bit you? <laughs> a hippopotamus. <laughs> Your boy's chilling. He's sneaking. Wait, super wait, stealthy, wait, and this hippo wait. just comes out of nowhere and which, just swallows me up. Which is? Wait, you, you just said he bit you. Now he's saying he swallowed you up. Did well, you he bit me. I mean, no, but not gonna actually like he, show me. He made you sound like he, you ate him. Like he ate you alive. Which Assassin's well, Creed are you playing? Origins. So I'm okay. I'm behind on Assassin's Creed. For some so, reason, I thought you were I, playing the pirate one. I'm just picturing you swinging through a pirate ship and a fucking hippo comes out. Just, what the fuck? Nope. But I just want to say that. Uh, <laughs> random stuff, right? I'm adjusting one of my toys. I was so, uh, I was actually talking to Sammy yesterday. Um, we had a call. And I, as we were doing it, I'm adjusting one of my Batman figures. It's the Batman Begins figure. Yeah. I'm turning him into this cool position. Where he has his grapple gun out to the right, and he's looking to shoot the grapple gun, and I'm just like, "There's something wrong with this." And I sat there, and then I stopped saying uh, Sammy mid uh, sentence. I'm like, "Dude, you know what I did? I turned Batman's head." He's like, "What's the problem with that?" Christian Bale's Batman couldn't turn his head. 
So I'm just going to have the arms stick out right, and he's looking straight forward. I thought you said you were turning him sad. I'm like, what? <laughs> His parents are dead. How much more sadder can he get? Oh, he's a sad man. But Wait. listen, I digress. Yeah, it, it, this is bring this, on the topic. The topic is a big thing because again. While Andrew was on our way on vacation, we took a little hiatus in between episodes. Another big thing happened where we finally got uh, details on Xbox. Now, obviously, a lot of people have been talking about the new Xbox uh, Series X and the PS5, which are both slated to be released at some point at the end of the year. Xbox has confirmed their details right now as of this recording. PlayStation has not. They have announced that PlayStation will be doing, I believe, an announcement um, on the, I have to look at the date here. I believe it's on the 15th or um, mm-hmm. 18th, perhaps. Uh, I'm sorry, 16th. I was fucking close. Uh, so there's an event that's going to be taking place in a couple of days after this. So we could get all these confirmed by PlayStation. But it's very interesting because Xbox did something that I did not expect. Uh, and mm-hmm. they, they went the same route as PlayStation where they announced a full version of their console priced at $500, and then they announced a smaller version, the Xbox Series S, because if you have a lisp, Microsoft hates you. Um, <laughs> and that, seriously, they do. If you think about all the fucking consoles they've named, um, that is $200 cheaper, all digital, less storage space, but still gives you everything you need, minus like the 4K resolution, I think a little bit more pop processing speed. And I know PlayStation's doing the same thing. They've announced at least that much that they're doing a digital version, but price and time have not been yet announced. It's very interesting to see how dangerously close these consoles are. And I figured we'd talk about this just to kind of like beat around the bush, which one we would lean more towards, why right now, all the details, all the fun stuff. I actually wasn't really big into this until like oh, until like Xbox came out with their info. Like I wasn't really like paying attention. And then when Xbox came out, I was like... This looks interesting. What do, what do you think? So it's kind of interesting that you talk about the, the second version, the S, which is cheaper, because as a you know full-grown adult, that's terrible to say, but as an adult that has responsibilities, right, job, wife, kids, among other things, it's tough to kind of balance video games, and it's tough to justify the price now. My PS4 was actually... It's it's a funny story. I got into a fight with my dad. You know how my dad is. I remember this story. He I, yeah. He and I got in, uh, long story short, we got into a fight, and then for Christmas, he got me a PS4, which is grossly higher than what the adults, my sister, my brother, and I get for presents now. Like, we usually get just shit presents, and the kids get good presents. But I got a PS4, so I think that was a, a sorry present. But anyways, that's the, that's the only reason why I got the PS4. I have, in my adulthood, decided to be content sticking with just Nintendo and biting the bullet with that. But there are still a lot of games on the PlayStation system or basically third-party games that aren't supported by Nintendo that I can't get anywhere else, right? So the new Resident Evil that's going to be coming out, I can't get that on Nintendo, not at all. And then we also have the new Assassin's Creed coming out. Those aren't going to be on Nintendos, nope. right? I'm I'm actually as I'm playing Assassin's Creed, I'm trying to catch up on it. I used to be diehard fan, and then I kind of stopped after Syndicate and Gotham I'm Knights to catch too. Up. Yeah, and I mean Gotham Knights is another one. Although I think that will also be on PS4. I could be wrong on that. But the long story short is is that while I will full heartedly support that Nintendo has the best exclusives, they don't have the best third party. Right. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm going to want to play those games, I gotta I gotta make a choice. Am I going to bite the bullet? Am I going to pay five hundred dollars for a system that honestly I'm only going to play maybe I don't know thirty twenty five to thirty percent of my gaming is going to be on, or am I going to go for this lesser version with less memory, but honestly is a, a better investment? I mean, as an adult, yeah, I could probably bite the bullet and do the five hundred, but do I want to? So. That's kind of the quarry I'm in. And when it comes down to what version, whether I go with PlayStation or Xbox, uh, you probably remember my first system outside of Nintendo was an Xbox 360. And I just got really, really burned by them because I got one of the first models. So you got the Red Ring of Doom, and I actually had to get a new model. uh, And it just caused me so much problems. But since I've got the PS3 and the PS4... I haven't had any problems with them. Um, so I might actually lead to just staying with PlayStation because I don't think Xbox has... If, if all's the same with third-party and all's the same with price, 
I don't think Xbox has the exclusives that I would want that PlayStation could. So the only thing that I the only thing that I lean more towards on the Xbox, and again, not knowing the details as of this recording in terms of the um, the price point and the release date, it looks like everything's going to be releasing right around Thanksgiving, from what it seems like. And I don't think I think PlayStations will probably be the same as far as like a five hundred, probably even like a four hundred. I don't think they're going to dip as low as um, the Series X or S. I can't keep track of these mm-hmm. things anymore. But the big thing that I think that Xbox has over PlayStation is the backwards compatibility. And yeah, that's true. The Game Pass. So, those you don't know, basically, Game Pass is Xbox Live, which gives you the you know the ability to obviously <clears throat> you know play online, but also gives you. Uh, access to download games. I think it's twenty five bucks a month, which really seems like a lot. But to be able to to you know um, to be able to play as many games as you can on there, it's it's a pretty sweet deal. And I just have happen to have the list of some of the games that will be available to download on the Xbox X when you get it the day of release, in case you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Halo and in- Halo Infinite, Fable, State of Decay Three, Foes of uh, Forza Motorsport. Um, uh, let's see, what we got here Psychonauts Two, Stalker Two, um, The Medium, Warhammer Forty Thousand, Scorn. Oh wow, there's a whole list here. Holy hell! Um, looks like a lot of other original yeah. stuff, but I mean that, that's huge. Oh, here's even more. Let, oh, Which Fables is it? Uh, I think it was is it new Fables or is it a remake? It looks like to be a remake. Uh, bear with me. Okay. Uh, a reboot of the fantasy franchise is in development by Forza. It is being, oh, yeah, yeah, but it will be coming to Xbox Series X and PC. So it looks like it's a reboot. Um, but it looks like uh, third-party games. You've got... Um, oh, that'll be coming out relatively after. will be the new LEGO Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The entire Skywalker saga, so movies one through one through nine. But there's going to be a lot. I mean, they had list of Gotham Knights in here and everything. So there's a lot of games that are coming out. But the Xbox also, from what I understand, will be backwards compatible. And please, if I'm wrong, let me know. All the way back to the original. Wait, you mean PS One? No, PlayStation Five will only be backwards compatible for PS Four and some PS Three games. But Xbox, okay. but Xbox will be back to the original. Really? Not all of them, obviously. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, there's going to be a lot of, yep, a lot of, a lot of backwards compatibility. So that's going to be an interesting business model because, so here's the thing, right? As a fan like myself, I collect physical copies and I keep my physical copies. Yep. So if a, a backwards capability isn't as important to me because I can just pop in the old version, right? But as a actual feature, I think it is a huge value for a system. Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree, probably the, one of the most popular and powerful systems ever was the PlayStation 2. Yeah, and one of the yeah. reasons why is because when the system came out, it had a catalog of games already built into it. But I'm a little weary on the fact that the Xbox is willing to have its backwards capability go all the way back to the original Xbox, I think that might actually be a bad business decision. And let me explain why. Okay. Now, maybe for the fans, it might be good, right? Maybe we'll be all Gucci and be like, oh, that's great, I can play the original Halo and what have you, right? But when it comes down to re-releases and HD remakes, which, you know, financially are big, I mean, dude, people live off nostalgia. I'm just buying a Mario 3 pack with Mario 64 (laughs) and Sunshine and Galaxy, right? I don't need to. I have those games in spades, but I'm buying it anyways because they're feeding off my nostalgia. And the thing is, is that if you take away, if anyone can play any game on your system at any time, I think it takes away the value of doing these remakes. Yeah, you can make the remakes better. Yeah, you can make them HD, X, Y, and Z. That's all fine and good. But, I mean, I think you're taking away some value from that. I think it's the opposite, especially for the, for, I think, let me rephrase that. I think it's huge. Um in the long, I, I think I think you're, I see I see what you're saying in the long run, mm-hmm. but on launch day, to be able to have access to a library of potentially you know, hundreds of thousands of titles between three consoles generations, 
that's pretty huge, um, mm-hmm. especially compared to PlayStation. It says here, I just trying to find out the more of a list. It says here, uh, quote, Microsoft has stated that Xbox Series X and S will support all games playable on Xbox One, excluding those that require Connect, um, including those on 360 and original Xbox console games currently supported through the backwards compatibility that Xbox One currently has, thus allowing the console to support four generations of games. That's pretty, yeah. that's that's I think that's going to be the big thing because I think that with Xbox, um, what happened was I think PlayStation was known more as being for like the gamer, mm-hmm. um, and I think that PlayStation had better exclusive games overall. I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, the Spider-Man game, fucking amazing, but um, but Xbox really wasn't known for that, so I think this is their way to counter that. Yeah, and you know what the the way that you describe it, especially with you know having that back catalog, I, I will concede that's that's definitely going to be a huge day one. No, no doubt about that. Um, it's going to be. I think at the end of the day, though, you is the thing, and this isn't me saying no or yes to Xbox or PlayStation because honestly, I'm a Nintendo guy, so I have zero <laughs> z- zero zero balls in this fight, right? But um, when it comes down to it, I think it's also going to come down to the exclusives, right? Yeah. Because we can go back and play Halo 1 or Fable 1 or any of these games, these original games beforehand, but at the end of the day, what are the the games that they're bringing to the table? What are going to be the, ex- uh, the exclusive games, right? And I've always felt, with the exception of Halo and, and maybe a few other games, and maybe this is just me being an outsider, um, I don't think Xbox had as good exclusives as I PlayStation. Agree. I agree. Yeah. No, I, so. I, and I think that's why that's why I think the backwards compatibility thing is going to be a big saving grace because um, for, for Xbox, at least for, for initial launch, you know? Because let's face it, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you're, lo- I know you're loyal Nintendo, but I don't, have you ever mm-hmm. bought a system day one? Uh, other than Nintendo, no. No, what, well, what Nintendo system have you bought day one? Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, that I personally bought. Um, Shit, maybe I should have answered this question. Oh, no, well, I gotta think, because obviously NES, Super Nintendo, and N64 were bought by my parents. Right. And then the GameCube. Wii would be, I guess, the first system that I... No, 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 the GameCube. But they, no, uh, my parents bought GameCube day one, so that doesn't count. So I bought the the Wii Woods in short supplies. I got that the second week it was out, wow. and that was only a supply and demand thing. I was lucky. I actually had to thank Jimmy for that because I think Jimmy helped me out with that. And then the Wii U, I got day, day one. Switch, I got day one. Uh, 3DS, I got day one. I stand corrected. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked the wrong question. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason, so, the, the point I was making was is that I don't typically buy anything day one. I usually don't because yeah. there's always bugs, updates, all sorts of shit. Um, although I will say, I think Nintendo's pretty good about that. I don't think they're mm-hmm. usually as notorious for like massive patches or updates. But I, anyway, um, but I think this gives a huge option for people because they said there's going to be over 100 titles uh, on Xbox Game Pass when uh, the Series X and S launch. And I think the other big thing is that whole, you know, going digital, going, you know, physical hard copy. And the price point, too, is another big part. Because now you have a system that is price point-wise comparable to the Switch. Correct. That's huge. And I think it's important that you're, you know, I, I do appreciate that you brought up the day one stuff. Because, honestly, I was actually talking to... God, I forget who I was. Oh, I was talking to some of my D&D friends. And I told them, like, with the PlayStation, if it's coming out at $500, why would I want to get it day one? Why not wait a year, have them build up the library? Yep. They're going to come out with a bundle, right? Right. There's going to be some kind of bundle and price drop. So you make a very good point. I think, I think it's tough with Nintendo because Nintendo systems are just, you know, they're, they're, Nintendo's not in the same arm race that... Right. Sony and, and Xbox are, right? Yep. They're going for power and graphics and all that stuff. Nintendo's almost like that weird toy maker that's in the corner making these weird dildos that you you just want to play with, right? Toad. And, and, 
and yeah, Toad. And uh, basically, <laughs> and basically, or Noosels, basically, um, Nintendo systems are never that expensive. I can justify getting a day one uh, $29.99 game, uh, system, right? right? And maybe getting one or two games with it mm-hmm. as a full-grown adult. And as a parent, if I was to buy that for my kid, I'll wait a couple months and then you'll get the cheaper version. But as an adult, I don't know if I could... It goes back to my original argument. I just don't know if I can justify $500 well, right now. there's another part of this, too, that I forgot to mention, that Xbox is also offering... Um, and this is this is another big one. They're offering a bundle pack of the of both new new systems X and S with a Game Pass yeah. for two years, um, and they're doing financing with no interest. Really? In, with no interest. That's interesting. Yep. So really, I'm looking at it right now. You could you could pre-order and and finance for two years. A Xbox Series X with a Game Pass for twelve uh, for two years for thirty five bucks a month, mm-hmm. no fees, no interest. Now that's not bad at all. If you do the math, which I did, you are paying more, obviously, because you have to pay something in order to get the you know the convenience of, of of spacing it out like this. But still, to be able to own that at that price point is even though technically in the longer run you are paying more. That's another awesome way for them to to get a niche in no definitely um i that <laughs> actually sounds pretty pretty appealing yeah i'm gonna uh, I, so let me i'm gonna send you the link right now just so you can have it okay what system are you what is your gameplay uh gameplay I, I game have, plan i have to wait for playstation I, you I have to wait. I have to wait because I need. Well, I mean, either way, because we don't know all the details yet. And really, <laughs> the, the thing for me is, I looked at the specs of both. Like I looked at it from a technical standpoint, they're really not that different from each other in terms of Xbox versus PlayStation. I think I think Xbox is running a little bit better as far as storage, and I think a little bit better as far as graphics. But we're talking like we're splitting hairs, basically. It's, yeah. It's really going to come down to price. And gaming, like what what's going to be the best for you know each each console? Um, really, I'm leaning more towards Xbox. To be honest with you, like it's, I'm really leaning more towards Xbox. That's only because I know more information right now. And I mean, I probably would go with the S. To be honest with you, I wouldn't go the full X because I, I don't need all that. I can get what I need out of the out of the S. Get all digital and mm. and get everything I need. So I, I would probably. So far, that's what I would do, but I have to. He- I have to hear what PlayStation has to offer. So, do we know what games are coming out on PlayStation? Uh, not on day one launch. No, I believe Spider-Man Miles Morales version is going to be the big one. Mm-hmm. I think it's, but I think it's. Hold on. Let me look that up. Spider-Man PS5. I think that's coming out like a little after. Um, when's it coming out? Oh, they just say twenty twenty. I didn't even give them a release date yet. That's cool. Yeah. So we don't even know what dates these things are coming out. Do we know when Xbox is coming out? Xbox, the the Xbox system itself, yeah, I believe. Um, release date. I believe it's November 10th. Okay. Oh, uh, come on, where are you? Yep, it launches globally November 10th. Pre-orders, you can pre-order it September 22nd. Oh, interesting. My wedding anniversary. If Christine really loves you. <laughs> no. She doesn't love me that much. <laughs> Listen, you can finance it for 35 bucks a month. Oh, yeah. Let me explain that to her while I'm looking for a job. <laughs> You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I think my plan is I'm just going to wait, and I'm probably going to fall on PlayStation. Um, and... and and the only reason why is just because exclusives, and I've had more luck with PlayStation. I am curious to know if Resident Evil will be on the Xbox. I can tell I you. if it is. The Village one. Uh, let's see. Yep. Okay. It will so, be. I guess I'm going to play by ear. I'm definitely. 
I definitely am not going to get it when they both come out, though. I have a back catalog of games that I'm playing right now that I got to catch up on. Yeah, I'm, and just financially, it just doesn't make. I'm sense s- right I'm still now. I'm still good with my Switch. I'm really good with the Switch right now. Now that I actually have the time to sit down and like play some games, so I'm good with my Switch right now. And plus the Mario stuff coming out literally. I think the end of this week, right? Yeah. So I'll I'll have more than enough time, or I have more than enough gameplay for right now. But it's an interesting take. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Let us know which one are you leaning more towards, thinking about facts or stuff we may not have uh, forgot about. Let us know your thoughts about Xbox versus PlayStation 5, and let us know what your thoughts about DC fandom was. What was your favorite announcement, least favorite announcement, what you're looking forward to the most, and everything in between. And let us know if Andrew's hot takes need to take over the rest of the fucking show. That being said, uh, I think I've wrapped up everything on my side. Andrew, any last-minute thoughts before we wrap up? No. I, I think we uh, everything was hot to trot and takey, so uh, I'm, everything was good. I think this was a fun discussion, and uh, curious to see what's going to happen when it comes down to those two systems amen all right we'll see you guys next time on the world of fandom podcast and as always take care and take it easy peace out